Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Get a little too excited leading music, then uh, you guys can just uh, say, "Oh, that's Brian; he's doing his thing." But I definitely, um, definitely love the opportunity to live worship with you. That is, uh, that is the heartbeat. That is the ultimate reason of my being. That's the hope for tomorrow. Is to look forward to those opportunities. I believe that's what I'm called to do, and uh, we'll keep trying to do it, so thank you for putting up with me. All right, so pastor asked me to speak, okay, so I'm fortunate for you, great for me, because I need to learn some lessons, so I appreciate it. Appreciate all of you showing up and being here tonight. Um, I'm going to ask Brother Mark, would you mind asking for a prayer over the message tonight? Amen. Thank you, Brother Mark. Okay. So I was asked to speak in a moment of my life when you wouldn't have wanted me to speak. And uh, it was kind of the God's finale hammer coming straight down on my head, right? So... Uh, we'll we'll share some stories as we go through tonight's lesson, but um, as I prepared this, um, it very much was a, a call to me, a call to my check and spirit, a call to things that I need to be aware of until it comes to truth. So I pray that you will glean some things from my mistakes and not make the mistakes that I've made, and uh And you're able to uh, get something from it tonight. Your place of forgiveness. Your place of forgiveness. So I open up here with with the word that says, regardless of your own personal strength, at some point you'll find yourself faced with the decision of forgiveness. How many thinks that they've ever been faced with the decision of forgiveness? All right, so we have, we've got, we got four or five honest people in the room, so that's good stuff. Whether you've been wronged or you have done the wrong, forgiveness will present itself as the only cure for a hurting outlook. How willing are you to embrace it? 
Some of us, like us hard-headed people up here, work hard to avoid it. Others refuse to even accept it as long as possible. <clears throat> but hopefully, we're all a little bit smart enough to understand that seeking forgiveness is exactly the right So, like I said, I was, uh, I was in a place, uh, I don't even remember when it happened last week, a couple weeks ago we went to Sarasota, and uh, I, w- I was in a bit of, what I, what I tell Troy is I was in a bit of a tailspin, because I had gotten myself to a place in life that I was pretty important to myself, and allowed myself to think that I was a pretty important dude, and I've got somewhat of a supposed important title in the school district. You know, I used to run a youth baseball league, so I know every in and out of it, right? I'm dad of my home and family. I know some things about baseball, so I should be able to help my kids out, right? And in the matter of just a very few short days, I was challenged on all fronts, right? I was made to feel like, My decisions were not relevant in the school district. I was made to feel like I should just go away from the youth baseball. You know, I'm not going to share too much, but on the home front, it was just keep quiet, right? And I just got to a place that I was just frustrated. I was mad. I was angry. And then I get this message, hey, why don't you speak? No idea what you're asking me. And I, thumbs up. I think I said it. I said, yep, or however, I don't even remember how I responded, but that's the place I was in. (laughs) Mark, go ahead. And that, ironically enough, is a perfect transition to what I'm about to do. So, I hope you brought your cell phones and your tablets. What are those? They are, they are these little devices that have the Apple TV of life, which by that I mean it's like a
Who do you blame? Who do you blame? All right. Most of the house blames sin. All right. Good work. Good work. Okay. All right. I'll read it out for you. Third question. Here we go. Question number three. In the stoning of Stephen, who or what is to blame for his stoning? Was it? Stephen's intelligence and wisdom? Was it Jesus? Was it the synagogue? Or was it the gospel message? Who or what is to blame for Stephen getting stoned? Was it his intelligence? Was it Jesus? Synagogue? Or the gospel message? Yes, a few people thought the synagogue. Synagogue was the group of people holding their eyes, right? Huh? All right, number four in the story of David. Who or what is to blame for letting Saul live? Was it God? Is it the garment? Was it David's mighty men or David himself? Who is to blame for letting Saul live in the cave when David snuck up on him? 
whose fault is it that Saul didn't bite it that night? You guys are jumping on the David choice there. Nice job. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's move to the next one. Question five. Who is to blame that Jesus hung on a cross? Who is to blame for Jesus hanging on a cross? Was it the Roman soldier's fault? Was it Jesus' own fault? Was it sin? Or was it me? Whose fault is it that Jesus got hung on a cross? All right, all right. Son of. <laughs> Number six, who or what is to blame for Eve eating the fruit? Oh, Eve. Is it Satan? Is it the tree itself? Was it Eve's fault? You notice Adam's not on the list because I made the cahoots. Or is it God's fault? Blaming people are blaming Eve. Denny slides into the lead. Excellent job. All right, question seven. Three more left. In the story of the Pharisee, Jesus, and the woman, who's to blame for wasting the ointment? You might remember this story from Sunday. Who is to blame for wasting the ointment? Was it Jesus? Was it the Pharisee? Was it the woman, or was it the market sellers of the ointment? Okay, they get real smart on these video games in school. <clears throat> the woman. Look at that. Lots of you picked that. Nice job. The pastor coming up in the number two spot. Look at that. Two questions to go. Here we go. In the story of the prodigal. Who's to blame for the son eating with pigs? Is it the son's fault? Is it the father's fault? Or how about the older brother? Maybe it's the pig owner's fault. All right, a lot of you blaming the son. All right, last question of the night. Here we go. In the story of Joseph, who or what is to blame for him ending up in a pit? Is it the dream? Was it his brothers? Was it Jacob, his daddy? Or was it God? Who's to blame that he ended up in the pit? All right, final podium, third place, round of applause for Wake Up. Who's Wake Up? 
And number two goes to the pastor. And who finishes at the number one spot with the Denny, the Denny moniker? Sister McCune, all right. All right, so thank you for participating in the Kahoot. <clears throat> what, what did you find out or notice about the question tonight. Grant? How many found that more than one answer could be right? Yeah, most of you? Yeah. At least. Well, the intent was all four could have been right, depending on your perspective. Every one of those questions, you could have blamed any one of the four to be the blame for the situation or the wrong. Okay? but it could have been Jesus himself because he chose to answer himself. It could have been the Roman soldier because he put himself there. Right? Go ahead. That is the point. Yes, that is the point. And what the essence of my message tonight is that we're going to go through situations Okay. Similar to my frustration with a really dumb baseball league that I've poured my heart and soul into for years. And now I'm no longer very important in that place. So it just doesn't matter. It really doesn't. But when I let my spirit get offended because of decisions that are made or the way people talk or things that are happening, okay, it's all in my frame of reference. Right? It's all in my frame of reference because I can choose to stay mad. I could choose to blame them for the decisions. I could blame incompetence or lack of intelligence or whatever thing I can put it under. Or I can choose a place of forgiveness. Okay? I have that option. And that's what I really wanted to bring home tonight, and the Kahoot took way too much time. 
Um, so we are going to speed go through this a little bit because there are a few points that I really want to bring out here. Um, let's go ahead and skip to the <coughs> to the inside there on number one. But God, I don't have to forgive because I'm loved. Right? So I had a situation at work where, frankly, I don't even know what I did. I really don't. To this day, I still don't know what I did. But apparently, I said something about some financial matters with the district, and it upset another employee at the district office. And that person did not speak to me for five days. And I thought, first of all, this is awesome, because this person likes to come into my office and take up all, all my time all the time. So first, I was like, this is great. I can get my work done and not get bothered. And then... And then it started to land on me. And I was like, okay, now I, this is unprofessional. And I don't even know what I did. And then it got to a point that I was like, okay, I'll play this game. If they're not going to talk, then I won't talk. So then I got to a level of like a three-year-old. Right? But I'm letting myself play these games. And it's, it's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. I needed to choose a place of forgiveness. Who would like to read Matthew 6, 14 and 15 for me? Thank you. Let's go ahead and assign more readers. Well, I'll read the Luke 7, 36. Who wants to get Romans 3 and 10 for me? Sam, thank you. Who wants to get Psalms 51 and 4? Colton, thank you. Matthew 10 and 16. Thank you, Brian. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Courtney, thank you. Proverbs 19 and 11, Andrew, thank you. Proverbs 27, 5, Ali, thank you. Matthew 18, 15, Christine, thank you. Luke 23 and 34, Jacob, you're on, thank you. All right, Matthew 6, 14 and 15. blank I have here for you is that forgiveness is just not optional. Forgiveness is not optional. If you're choosing to be a Christian and be Christ-like and strive to be a child of him,
if you've never wronged anyone, seeing Christ, Christ-like, okay? Probably the biggest, biggest lesson to take away from Christmas is forgiveness is just not general. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Luke 7, 36 through 50. Therefore I say unto thee, her sons, which are, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said to her, thy sins are forgiven. So the blank here, forgiveness results in love. So I'm going to challenge you in the
forgiveness results in love. Amen. Let's move on. Romans 3 and 10. None of us are righteous. Doesn't he call us to be righteous? Isn't that what the word says, Jeff? Last time I looked at it, we're supposed to be righteous, right? Is it a command of his disciples to be righteous? And then he turns around and says, none of you are. Wow. Okay, you want me to be righteous. You tell me I'm not righteous. I blame you. So how do I solve that problem? God wants me to be righteous. it is right there. I love how he finished that. Righteousness is him inside of you, right? Him inside of you. So even though the pastor's a good-looking dude, I got to say that because he's my father-in-law, there's still things, there's still cobwebs around him. He still has to comb his hair. Yeah. Yep. This is true. Psalms 51 and 4. Who's speaking here, Colton? That would definitely be David. Did he do something wrong? Yeah. Did he do something wrong by those day standards or today's standards? Yeah, both, huh? Yeah. Definitely both. Okay. But here in the blank, I want to point out that hurt not only affects others, but it hurts God. but he's my father and he wants what's best for me and if I disappoint him kind of like when my kids disappoint me okay it hurts it does okay but if we recognize that understand that our actions don't just affect the person across from us, and Jacob was just talking about this a little bit ago, it affects a lot of other things, including our relationship with Christ. All right, Matthew 10 and 16. So we are sheep among wolves. Have you ever seen a wolf ignore a sheep? I gotta be honest, I haven't spent much time in the sheep field, but I'm guessing that there's senses and a shepherd there for a reason. Right? 
and a wolf's hungry, you think that wolf's going to take advantage of the sheep? Yeah. Okay. But wait a second. Ryan, you just had us read that. Okay? We want this to be like Right? So I'm supposed to bite it, whoever comes next to me. Hi, Jeff. Ha! Yeah? You're being Christ-like. You told me. Put down there, intelligence is important, but actions need to be harmless. Right? And that's where we take our sharp our sharp tongue and we bite it. Right? Our most unruly member in our body is that tongue. Okay? And when it wants to say, fine, go ahead and do that in the baseball league, I'm supposed to go, yeah. Right? And I'm hoping that you take my baseball league metaphors or similes or whatever they are that you taught us the other night, and you apply them to your situations in your life, right? That you understand that as Christians, we often are blessed with wisdom that God wants to give us. That's a positive thing. He wants us to be wise. We've got to be able to go wise and close the mouth, and we need to. All right. So here's what happens when we choose the right path. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Love does not think of evil. Love does not keep a whiteboard with check marks. out. Love doesn't think that way. Love forgives. What forgives brings love. And then the whiteboard's erased. Amen. Proverbs 19 and 11. of a man to purge his anger and his ability to pass over a transgression. Wow, this one's hard for me. You're supposed to act
All right. I would really love some folks to stand upon this next verse because this one, this one, I had to sit and chew on for a few moments and thought this is way deeper than my mental capacity. Proverbs 27 and 5. Open rebuke is better than secret love. So this, for me, this is one of those verses that has never been in the Bible before today. You ever read those? You have come across those verses? Okay, Grant, give me, give me some deep, deep thoughts here. Good stuff. Thank you. But what if you get offended? Let's say Colton comes up to me and says, you know what, Brian, buddy, you're a terrible parent. I just, I thought, I thought you needed to know that because our church is counting on you to play piano. You need to get it better. Right? What if I'm now offended? scholar in the midst. Denise. Once or twice. Once or twice. Okay.
So expand upon what that means for you. are wise words right there. All right, let's move to Matthew 18 and 15. I'm going to give you some action steps if the offense comes. Okay, so going back to my example, I'm a terrible piano player. Colton, that offends me. That's something I'm saying. Brothers and sisters of the church, Colton said this to me, and I'm offended because he said that to me. Is that how I handle that? <laughs> All the kids are saying, yeah, take it out. <clears throat> nope. Nope. That means, that means we pull the old HR move here. private office or whatever. Just want you to know I was a little offended by that. Okay? And that conversation happens between Colton and I. Okay? Now, if that conversation blows up and Colton says, you're ridiculous. I can't believe you would think that. It is an old Navy trick. I like that. I like that. Is there wisdom in the scripture to help us out? Someone's got to know. why we have HR directors in our classes. Why I'm employed, folks. Because that's what happens every day. All right. Luke 23 and 34. So, the final blank of the night. Let God be
Brother Jacob, will you dismiss us in prayer? I knew you wouldn't mind if I picked on you.